You're listening to The Pursuit Podcast. I'm your host, Charity Craig. I have had a messy life, but through the mess, I've discovered how to live an abundant life. Now, it's my turn to help you overcome your fears and discover your dreams. I'm going to challenge the way you think about yourself, others, and God. Life is way too short not to live abundantly. Are you ready? Let's pursue an abundant life. Podcast. I'm your host, Charity Craig. I have had a messy life, but through the mess, I've discovered how to live an abundant life. Now, it's my turn to help you overcome your fears and discover your dreams. I'm going to challenge the way you think about yourself, others, and God. Life is way too short not to live abundantly. Are you ready? Let's pursue an abundant life. All right, so starting with um, It's All Good, uh, we have actually trained our minds to immediately judge situations as good or bad. Um, A lot of it has started from childhood, right? Our parents have, um, would tell us immediately by their actions and by their words that certain things happening in life, if they don't meet our expectations or they don't happen according to how we want them to be, um, we immediately judge it as that's bad, right? And so now because it's bad, um, I've trained myself to get angry, to get frustrated, to choose to let it, right? It, we have to remember we choose to allow these situations to ruin our day, to put us in that bad mood, to get frustrated. It's all our choice, even though it might be a subconscious choice, right? It's, it's a deep rooted and it feels almost like a reaction because it's it's been trained so much. It's a habit. And so what we have to do is begin to retrain our minds because we have to Keep in mind, remember, we only have a limited access to the timeline of our life, right? I I know what's happening this far ahead of my today, right? I don't know what's going to happen the next 10 seconds. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what's happened next month, right? I don't have access to that knowledge, right? That's above my pay grade. And so I can't honestly judge any situation according to whether it's good or bad because I don't know what that situation is going to open up on the other side of it. I don't know what's going to happen after that. And so what this is, what we're training ourselves to do is to become, to really put our roots deep down into the mind of love, right? And it's a partnership. You have to think of it as like a partnership. And within a partnership, there has to be trust. And we really need to begin to trust 
the mind of God and know deep down in our subconscious, not with just our placated words, right? Don't just say it with your mouth, but believe it within the deepest place of your soul. Good comes from all things. All things do work together for my good. And I think a lot of times if we don't know the how, right? I don't see how this is going to work for my good. It couldn't possibly be good. Once again, the how is not our, uh, for us to know. That's above our pay grade. So what's going to happen beyond this moment is beyond our pay grade. And how it's going to work out for our good is beyond our pay grade. So what we're really going to start doing is beginning to trust in all things that good will come, right? Do you really truly believe that the mind of God, that God is the ultimate good or do you not? And that's what you really have to begin to work out for yourself. This is your salvation that you're working out, right? Amen. Yes. So you've got to do this tough and hard work of really beginning to trust in all situations and Part of that trust is retraining our minds to stop judging situations as good or bad. And the way I have really begun to stop judging situations as good or bad is through radical acceptance. So in every single situation, I, I have trained, I, 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 every single time, I accept this. I don't judge it. I accept it. I allow it. And what we have to remember is a lot of times we get confused as to um, what acceptance means, right? We have a really hard time with acceptance, accepting things that we don't agree with or we don't like because we kind of confuse acceptance with approval, right? So if I don't approve of this or I don't approve of how you're behaving or I don't approve then I have a really hard time accepting it, right? Because we kind of confuse the two. And, I, and we, a lot of times we feel like if I accept this and allow it to take up space in my life, then I'm putting my stamp of approval on it. And that's not the case at all. All acceptance is, is allowing this thing, the situation, this event to take up space and not judge it and not resist it and try to push it out of my life. And so... That's kind of what I begin to do is practicing acceptance and not judging whether it's good or bad. And so if you read this little Chinese parable, it's kind of a perfect example of how that kind of plays out, not knowing what the next thing that's going to happen, right? So once upon a time, there was a Chinese farmer whose horse ran away. That evening, all of his neighbors came around to commiserate. They said, we are so sorry to hear your horses run away. This is most unfortunate. The farmer said, maybe. The next day, the horse came back, bringing seven wild horses with it. And in the evening, everyone came back to say, oh, isn't that lucky? What a great turn of events. You now have eight horses. And the farmer again said, maybe. The following day, his son tried to break one of the horses. And while riding it, he was thrown and broke his leg. The neighbors then said, oh dear, that's too bad. And the farmer responded, maybe. The next day, the conscription officers came around to conscript people into the army and they rejected his son because he had a broken leg. Again, all neighbors came around and said, isn't that great? And again, he said, maybe. 
So this is just kind of a perfect little parable, little story to demonstrate how there's, there's no way we can know whether something that's happened in our life is good or bad. But if we really begin to trust this partnership that we're, we're becoming one with the mind of God and we really are becoming one with the mind of love, we know that love has our ultimate good for us. The ultimate, the good and perfect gifts are waiting for us and we have to trust on this journey. We have to trust. That means taking our hands off of the judgment seat, right? Of knowing that that's bad, right? Because when we judge that it's bad, what happens? Well, now we're frustrated, we're angry, we get ourselves all worked up into a tizzy. And when we get ourselves all worked up, you block the flow of abundance. You block the flow of good in your life because you're so uptight and angry and fearful. When you're in that state of mind, you're blocking the flow. You're actually throwing rocks into your well of that spring of living waters. So really begin to retrain your mind into believing it's all good. It all will work out together for my good. And for instance, so one of the things I think too is really begin to pay attention to the cycle of life. Part of the journey of life is the circle of life. But I think in our Western culture, we have really begun to deny the cycle of life and make it a bad thing. And because it's a bad thing, we we block it off, right? We pretend like it's not happening and it's not part of our, our life and our journey. And, but the whole cycle of life, everything, everything that we know in, in the creation of this world, even man-made things have a cycle of life, right? There's a birth, then there's a growth, and then there's a decay, and then there's a return back to the earth. And that is our life cycle, right? Not just ourselves, but a car has a life cycle. A house has a life cycle. A tree has a life cycle. Everything has a life cycle. And I think if we begin to stop looking at the life cycle as a bad thing, right? But as a, it's, um, there's a purpose in it and there's a beauty in it. And we have to trust this, the divine that, that established this life cycle and know that the life cycle is good, right? And so even in the decay and the returning back to earth, it's, it's just part of the process. And as you begin to really um, accept the life process, you can also see where the life cycle is in things in our life. So, and that, you know, so part of that too is living in this present moment. So I'm gonna kind of join the two together and keeping our focus on today and in this present moment and not looking to the future and, and waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? Like always waiting for some bad thing to happen. And so when we're living in um, out of alignment and out of harmony with the present moment and living in a total acceptance as to what may come down the road, we begin to start worrying and stressing and with anxiety, fearful of the shoe that might drop, right? And we have to really begin to 
take those thoughts captive, right? Because when we're worried about the shoe dropping in the future, we're missing out on the beautiful moments of right now. We are so focused on something that has not happened, is not does not even exist, right? And they say out of our fearful worries of the future, like 1% actually ever happen. So we will spend all our time and energy worrying and, and fretting about something that hasn't even happened yet. And 99 times out of 100, it won't even really happen. So we've wasted this beautiful moment. The only moment that exists, right? This is the only moment that exists. The past, it doesn't exist anymore. It's over. That time is gone. It's, there's a curtain there, right? And there's no way we could ever go back. And so everything that's happened in that curtain past is a memory. We hold that memory. That's all it is anymore. And then we're sitting here in this center, but then there's a curtain here, right? And everything in the future does not exist. It has not even happened yet. All we have is right now. And we've got to practice keeping our minds trained as to being here right now in this present moment. That's why Jesus tells us, give no thought for tomorrow because the only thing that exists is right now. And in any given moment, we have everything we need to be able to find the solution to what's happening in our life. So when we begin to really trust this, this connection with love, this divine connection, we don't have to worry about what happens in the future because we know that in that given moment, we will know exactly what we need to do to get through it. We always do, right? But some reason we convince ourselves that, well, I'm not gonna know what to do if this horrible thing happens or what if this happens? What am I gonna do? How, how are we gonna figure it out? You will figure it out. You always do. And the more you tap yourself into the mind of God, right? The all-knowing mind who is in all, through all, above all, and knows all, the more you tap into that and trust that mind of God and really begin to trust what pops up, right? Because I think so many times we don't trust, we don't trust God because we think it's that couldn't possibly, is that God? I don't know. I don't, we're, we're like over here freaking out because, and God is within us, is using us, right? He has to use our minds and, and our thoughts to speak to us, right? So it's, it's within ourselves that these, that the answers come to us, but we're so afraid of ourselves. We're so afraid of our humanity that we're, that we reject these things thinking that they're evil or they're wrong or they're bad, right? But that's, that connection, we don't, we can't despise our human incarnation. That's how the divine works through, right? We invite the divine in and with our human mind and the divine mind working together in perfect harmony, we are able to find the answers and the solutions in all situations of our life. And so some of the things that you can do to keep your thoughts focused on the present moment is really begin to take your thoughts captive. We've already talked about that, talking about paying attention to what you're thinking about. You're in charge here. Nobody's gonna come and take over. Nobody's gonna come. God's not even gonna come 
and pull stuff out for you. This is your job. This is your work that you've got to do. And you've got to be the one to take these thoughts captive. Don't let your thoughts run you. You run your thoughts. Another thing too, is we've talked about is pausing and getting away. Recognize when you're in that moment, right? Recognize I'm anxious right now. I'm having flooding of, of worry thoughts, right? Don't just keep going down the track and trying to push through with your own strength. You've got to be pull yourself away from all of that. Get yourself into an intentional moment of quiet. Begin to breathe. And when you breathe and you focus on your breath, your mind can't be thinking about next week. You can't be regretting what happened last week. You have to be in this present moment. And when you're bringing your physical body to this present moment, your thoughts will follow. And you keep your thoughts coming back here and breathing. And we talked about gratitude before. Really begin to feel gratitude. Find, if you need to attach your gratitude to things, that's okay, that's a perfect place to start. Focus on the things that you're grateful for. Breathe in gratitude. Just feel the gratitude. Don't let your thoughts wander off, right? Bring it back. And the more you feel the gratitude, the less the fear is holding on to your thoughts, right? The easier you can let those thoughts wash through you and then replace the thoughts with love, right? So a lot of these these anxious thoughts that we have are rooted in fear, right? So we've got to really begin to start putting those thoughts rooted in love and trust. Trust love, that love is good and has your good in mind. And then, you know, like I was talking about guard, guard your mind. Um, something that, you know, we've begun to practice in our family is we remove all influences that are fear driven, right? What you put into your mind is what's going to take root there. And we know this, we've, we've heard it so many times, but we think in terms of like, you know, bad things or whatever, but it's just fear things too. And it could, it could be well-meaning people. It could be a pastor. It could be a, a, a good Christian person, right? Trying to help you out. But if they're speaking from a place of fear, I don't, I don't receive it. I don't receive it. I don't care how meaningful you are. I don't put that in front of me. So something I always tell my kids, this is what we've kind of established within our home as a place of growing and self-awareness. Does this put fear in my heart? Just ask yourself that. If you feel yourself getting uptight watching the news, stop yourself and say, is this putting fear in my heart? Yeah, it's, it's, it's terrifying me. Turn it off. Turn it off. I don't need to know that. I don't need to know that, right? What is knowing what's happening up in Chicago, rioting, going to do for me? What does that do for me? Nothing. I can't, there's nothing I can do about it except sit here and be terrified. That is not love, right? That is not rooting myself in love. The divine is in control. I'm not. So I have got to let that go. And whatever, if it's putting fear in my heart, if it's, if it's putting fearful thoughts in my mind, I walk away. I shut it off. I turn away. I don't want that in my life. And I don't care who it is. It could be the best person in the world, but I'm not going to receive that. And then the last thing too is become a problem solver, right? We're not victims in our lives. We're, we're, especially the more we're tapped into the mind of God that knows all, we are problem solvers. Just like I was saying with the battery going out, 
It took me a couple seconds to kind of figure it out, but I figured it out, right? I didn't need someone to come save me in this moment. I am a problem solver. I can find the solutions. So if you look back here, changing our perspective, right? Just because it seems like a problem, right? If you have a big pile of craps, you know, 100 pounds of crap in your living room and you walk in the house and you're like, this is a problem. This is, you know, and you freak out. But then if someone says, oh, also, there's a million dollars of gold in that big pile of crap, you'd be like, oh, perfect. All right, I'll get my shovel. We'll start digging this poop out of here and I'll get the gold, right? It changes your perspective. And so I think if you really begin to see that in every single situation, there's an opportunity to grow, there's an opportunity to learn, there's an opportunity of a gift. Every, every situation, whether we think it's good or bad, what we wanted or what we didn't want, there is an opportunity there. And so if we just change our perspective, see that good, our ultimate good is waiting for us, and we have plenty of opportunities to learn and grow from every life situation. I wanted to say thanks again for listening to this week's episode. Remember, you have a special gift that this world needs. Keep on growing. Keep becoming the better version of yourself. No matter what, stay present in this moment as you pursue an abundant life.